are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Yo, everybody, this week on Band from Ringside, we're going to be breaking down the main event picture on Raw. We're going to be, uh, I guess, uh, making fun of the Battleground uh, pay-per-view. We're going to be talking about Y2J's big return on SmackDown and a whole bunch of other stuff, including uh, my probable broken rib. This week on Band from Ringside. Ditch that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive, everybody. Welcome to Band from Ringside. I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Betty Crocker's side piece. <laughs> to my right, as always, is two beer Zach Pullman. What's going on, Zach? Uh, not a lot, Bill. Not a lot. Just uh, almost didn't make it here uh, on time. There's a lot going on in St. Louis. Cards game, Guns N' Roses concert, and uh, Yeah, GNR's in town tonight, which is uh, pretty exciting, but I'm not going. It's not exciting for me. I'm, I'm okay. You don't like GNR? I, I'm ambivalent. Oh, I love GNR. And to his right, as always, wearing the Revival t-shirt, no flips, just fists, is Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? A little sleep deprived of uh, this New Japan tournament is just dominating my life. You've been watching lots of New Japan, haven't you? Yeah, um, I'm pretty much up to date. Uh, we're going to have a big blowout next week because of the uh, the storm this week. We all haven't. On the, we're not all on the same pace. So. All three of us had power outages at our homes this week. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Couple My days. power was out for 12 hours. J- JCB, how long was yours out? From Sunday morning to Monday afternoon. Same here. Yeah. That's a long time. Uh, it was only 12 hours for me, so uh, I guess that's a white privilege kicking in. Yeah, just like you climbing in the window at God knows what time. It's funny you mention that because uh, I did have, I, I do have a little <laughs> bit of a problem. I won't be able to, uh, I, I can't laugh tonight. I can't laugh because what happened was we got some new keys cut from my home that aren't working that well. So Saturday night when I came home from a lovely evening with my in-laws for my sister-in-law's birthday, um, we took an Uber home responsibly. Very good. uh, Tried to get in the house using the key. Didn't quite work. Uh, Checked the window. The window was open. (sighs) And I climbed inside my front window to get inside of my house at 1.30 in the morning and fell onto a chair and fucked my rib up up i mean i am hurting guys i'm in a lot of pain i'll have to tone down the funny today yeah please do let my black ass be tr- climbing in some window at 1 30 in the morning this story doesn't end that way I well you, that. you know they probably <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure a lot of people saw me but they were like well he's white he probably owns the place he's fine <laughs> honey put the phone down let it's him, just let, bill let him get in there oh, see i wasn't supposed to start laughing <laughs> So, uh, without further ado, guys, we got about 45 minutes. We thank you for tuning in. So, we'll start with our three count. That felt good. You like that? Yeah, I like that. See, I told you I couldn't scream, so we let JCB to it. So, uh, JCB, what's the one of our three count tonight? (sighs) I'm going to start it off negative, man. I've been holding this in since Sunday. You were hot. Yeah. Let's talk Battleground. Let's talk Battleground. So, JCB, what was your... What was the best part of Battleground? Let's start with the positive. What was your favorite part of Battleground? The tag team match. Um, New Day and the Usos, they have this chemistry. Whether it's on mic, it's in the ring. And I've been a New Day mark, and I'm unapologetic about this. I'm glad that they're stepping up to the plate to now. It 
reaffirms why I think they're good. They're good individually. They're good as a group, just cutting promos to, you know, hype up matches or whatever the case may be. But these last two matches, the match that was here for Money in the Bank and then the match at Battleground, I thought were the two best matches they've had since they've been a tag team. And now the bad part about it is, is that they took the belts from the Usos, which I didn't think you had to do it like that. The count out, okay, we can give you that. We can give the Uso, we can give you that, and that's a win for the New Day. The Usos should have won at Battleground. So now, in theory, you have the 1 1 split. You take it over to SummerSlam, build it up, have this big, I don't know, whatever you want to do with it at that point. But then you can end it the feud that way where either or side has the two, one advantage. The, the bad part about this is it's going to end probably with new day being the champs. Now from that point, where do you go? It doesn't seem like I thought the, the, I thought the same thing. I thought it was strange that they took it off the new day thoughts on that. Zach. There was a variety of strange things in this pay-per-view. That was the beginning of it. And whenever I finally got to tune in after the power outage, I wasn't really looking forward to this pay-per-view. I said as much, you know, last week and the go-home show sucked. Uh, but that tag match really, you know, brought me in. Despite the finish, I didn't think that the Usos should have lost either. But it was a really well-worked match. And um, it was the curtain jerker. It was the first match of the night. And it, yeah. yeah. And Kudos so, to Xavier Woods real quick. If, God forbid, when they do break up, he's perfect for 205 Live. Maybe the match of his career. Uh, in WWE, I would say that much. He got more offense than anybody else in the entire match. Yeah, Tim and Kofi are a, a decent tag team. It's different than the power with uh, Big E. Yeah. It, it's more quick or more athletic. Go ahead. Oh, absolutely. And overall, I was starting to feel a little bit positive about this thing. And overall, too, I don't want to say anything bad about any of the talent. Uh, this was just a case of weird no, it, booking. It has nothing to do with the talent. The whatsoever. talent was great. Like, Corbin's match with Nakamura was really good up until the finish. They had, you know, two of the best strikers in WWE going at it and really facing off. AJ and KO were great until the finish. Um, yeah, both and, those matches had strange finishes. Yeah. I mean, the AJ KO one was way worse. It was just almost like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. So I didn't watch it until after I knew what the finish was. And watching it after I knew what the finish was and hearing people on Twitter talk about how how it looked like a botch. It didn't look like a botch to me. It looked like it was planned because AJ's shoulders were on the mat and he had KO in a crazy looking submission, but yeah. both of his shoulders were on the mat, but it didn't look like a botch to me. Like I thought they were going to address it Tuesday that both guys shoulders were on the mat and then they were going to, you know, face off again for the belt or something. Okay. Now see, here's the fucked up part about it is I thought AJ's shoulder, his right shoulder was off the mat. So just, between the three of us, we have different perspectives on how we saw this match. That's not good. That's no. not good. No, you're right. Apparently, and they never showed a replay. Bingo. They never showed the replay. They never should have showed the replay. And Vince needs to get off of this fact of okay, I'm going to change the the, uh, the how the match ends midway through the match. Apparently, that's the backstage scuttlebutt. Is Vince halfway through this match decides that AJ is going to lose? It gets out to the ring, and then you have this train wreck finish is that really the scuttlebutt because that's insane if that's what happened it's, what did he just receive the text back from jericho that he could be there tuesday night so, so he decided yeah to so why it? not yeah well, okay we're gonna really have a good time with it i don't know how it happened it's on uh 
my Twitter page, BFRJCB. I know I put the article about it because I was I did it on two different uh, occasions or whatever. One from K-Side's Seats. I can't remember the other one. Else. But basically, the bottom line is Vince. Not a sponsor. Yeah, right. <laughs> Vince apparently made the call. It goes out to the ring, and then you have this clunky finish or whatever the case may be. And that's where the problem in lies is that you have Vince jumping into a scenario. You got two of the best workers in the whole company, not just only on SmackDown. Let these guys do what they do. You make the call and just let them play it out versus yeah. halfway through. I would say that like when... Uh KO came to SmackDown in the shakeup after WrestleMania. Everybody was really looking forward to the AJ KO feud. And it's been not their fault. It's no. been a lackluster feud because they've had two garbage finishes yeah. and they had a title change on a house show. Okay. See, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. What did I say a couple weeks ago? You should have never, they should have never took it off of KO to begin with, just so AJ can have his Ma- uh, Mass and Square Guard moment. Well, I don't- then you shouldn't have took it off of AJ here. The thing is, it, maybe that one instance, but now they're basically playing hot potato with the U.S. title. Okay. I mean, it just goes back and forth and back and it's forth. It's the same thing we were bitching about with the Raw women's title when it was going between Charlotte and Sasha. It's the same thing. You didn't, re- you didn't learn that first time? Now you're going to do it a second time? This is a, That's why WWE drives me up the wall. Stick to the script. It's, it, it shouldn't be this hard. Okay. And they're making it this hard. Okay, here's the other thing. Just piggybacking off, just having a natural conversation here amongst some <laughs> fellas. Um, you're right, because now they are hot potatoing the uh, U.S. title. And when Owens lost last week, he it, the show ended with him yelling at AJ. He cut a promo after the match at the it, to, to end SmackDown, which is a strange way to end the show, and uh, a TV show. Yeah. And he yelled, I want my rematch next week. Earlier in that show, KO had a little bit of kayfabe heat with Shane McMahon backstage. Uh, I've also heard of Scuttlebutt that we're moving towards KO versus Shane at SummerSlam. We saw that standoff. They kind of faded to black right, with yeah. him standing off. So uh, what are your thoughts on a possible KO versus Shane SummerSlam match? The knee-jerk reaction is because as a KO fan, I'm not exactly happy with it, but there could be worse guys than Shane McMahon. He's put he's put on the good match with AJ Styles last Fucking year at yeah. WrestleMania. The spot with uh, Taker two years ago off the top, even though you pretty much saw it coming. He does. When it's time for Shane to step up to the plate as a part-timer, and I'm using the word part-timer loosely, Shane can step up to the plate. It should be a good match. It's not the match I want to see, but I think they'll put on a good match. I feel that way about pretty much every Shane McMahon match. It's not necessarily the match that I want to see at the time, but it's always a really great time. Plus, it's a sign of respect, and it's a sign of them. You know, if If you're in the ring with Shane McMahon, you're important to the company. Yeah, I went on the I I made this argument pre WrestleMania to um to you guys because we didn't have any listeners then because we weren't a show <laughs> then. But if you put a guy against Shane McMahon, like they put AJ against Shane in the uh in at WrestleMania, then you're putting a lot of faith in that guy and you're saying this is the biggest match, this is the biggest non title match that you can have. It's basically a match against the McMahon. And last thing, and we can move on, 
just going back to the AJ uh, Shea match at WrestleMania last year, it, it was the same thing. I was pissed because I really like AJ. I want him to do well in WWE. And I kind of was not looking forward to the, the match with him and Shane. And then the next thing you know, you look up, they had the match of the night at uh, last year's WrestleMania. They did have the match of the night. I don't want to move on okay. quite yet, though, okay. from Battleground. Because, battleground I, because I want to know um, what Tubir thought of the Punjabi, Punjabi <laughs> prison match. All right, so I'll do... Just like we did before, I'll talk about the positives because there were some, you know, some positives. What? What? What's positive out of this? If that match would have been eleven minutes instead of half an hour, I think it would have been pretty good. Outside of the finish, it, it would have been a pretty good work match. There was some pretty brutal kendo stick strikes, and you know, it didn't tell a horrible story. You know, it was kind of fun, even though it was the third fucking time that we see them together. Um, I didn't hate it. The sight lines were terrible. I, if, you, if I was in that arena, I Dude, you couldn't see it. You couldn't see it. No. But cut it in half, it wouldn't have been as bad. Now, great Kali coming out. I mean, you got this India push. That's just going to add it to it because he's Mr. India. Um, Singh Brothers, that was a nice little pop. You know, you thought the Punjabi prison was going to keep him out. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Singh took that big... That big. Bump. Oh, it looked brutal. Uh, overall, I mean, I give it one point three billion stars. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. <Jesus. laughs> oh fuck, that hurts, man. <laughs> See, we should have just moved on. But, okay, look, there's no, there's a reason why this match hasn't been done in a decade. A decade. Okay? It was my first Punjabi prison match, too. So. Oh, well, sorry. I'm showing my age. I remember my first Punjabi <laughs> prison. <laughs> You're going to see Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, be, just be cool, Jay. Just be cool. No, seriously, man. There's a reason why this match didn't happen in a decade. It, the rules are convoluted. There's You can't really see anything, like you said. And in this case, for this rivalry, we shouldn't even have this match. I mean... Gender has won the first two matches. I can't remember a time where WWE was like, okay, you know, wrestler A, Jinder Mahal beats wrestler B, in this case, Randy Orton, twice, back-to-back, queen or not. Then all of a sudden, they're like, okay, let's give him a third match. Really? Come on. There's no reason for this. You could have left Gender off this card, gave somebody else that spot, move everybody else up, and call it a day. It, Jinder Mahal is not uh, the reason... That we were going to watch this pay per view. The reason is the reason why we KO and AJ was the reason why I wanted to watch this pay per view. General Hall Randy Orton was just there because he's just the champion. What's more impressive to you that uh, Randy Orton jobbed to the same guy? Has Randy Orton ever jobbed to the same guy three pay-per-views in a row? I mean, he put gender over as much as a veteran could put a younger youngster over. Possible. He really did as a top guy, as one of Vince's top guys. Or that they're able to paint aluminum to look that much like bamboo. <laughs> like, okay. That's steel really steel, yeah. I was going to say, what the fuck is steel? See, from start to finish... The whole, th- the commentary was bad. The booking was bad. The in-ring work was actually the only real good part. And even still, there was, you know, Lana, God bless her. Just, I, 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 she I just hate, needs to I go hate, somewhere. I hate to cut you off, but no. we got to move on to See, our... To count? 
Zach, what's our two count? Uh, what's our two count, Bill? <laughs> two count is the main event. The main event situation over on Raw. So this Monday we had Kurt Angle coming out. Well, we had an opening segment that was hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Braun Strowman, Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle declares that we're going to have. A fatal four-way at SummerSlam for shocker, the Universal Championship. It's a shocker. Yeah. I'm going to... Didn't see that coming at all. Didn't. <laughs> I mean, we saw it coming because we talked we about did. last week. Might have talked did. about the week before. But my only thing is kayfabe style. How is this fair to Brock? Because in a fatal four-way match, you do not have to get pinned to lose the belt. It's, so it's the thoughts. price of it's the price of being that guy, you know. If, if you've been running rough shot over this division or whatever the case may be for the last six months to a calendar year, guess what? This is what's going to happen. It wasn't fair that Seth Rollins cashed in his money in the bank at uh, WrestleMania when he was wrestling with Roman Reigns. Guess what? Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yeah, the you thing is, four-way. if you know kayfabe style. If you didn't want this situation to happen, you show up and you defend your belt every now and then. Boom. Well, I mean, I think that this points to a uh, larger problem with the GM position and the WWE in that they talk about a lot like, oh, we gotta, we're just trying to entertain the fans. We're just trying to put on the best show. And Angle and Shane both said things to that effect this week. That's bullshit. I, I don't want to harp on this every week. But I'm just going to say it one more time. Wrestling is best when it's presented as a simulation of an actual sport. And what should be the most exciting thing is to have the two most, uh, to have the champion face the most qualified person for the belt. Okay, now, so so who's the number one contender then? In your mind, Brock should face who at SummerSlam? Samoa Joe. If it was kayfabe, it'd be Samoa Joe. He did. They had a, they had a great match. Or Roman Reigns. It's not it's not Braun Strowman. Even though early predictions, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna put the belt on Braun Strowman. So let me get this straight: Braun Strowman beats Roman Reigns in a feud. A match that you said he had no chance winning, which he did win. I just felt I felt prey to those beautiful. Roman Reigns' <laughs> eyes, though, when he came out, he said, "I retired the Undertaker." I was like, "He's right. He it did was a pretty, retire the Undertaker." Pretty sick promo from Reigns. Like he sounded it's one good. of his best. I mean, he was he was cocky. Yeah, he and he was speaking truth. Yeah, he was he was like I said last week. This is a match that's not going to have one true face. Yeah, no, probably not. But I don't. In this case, probably I don't not. Think you need one. Probably not. It's not. No, I know. It's. I mean, I think that's better. I think it's better that they're not trying to make somebody a face that isn't a face. Brock will get the biggest pops and he'll get the biggest uh, responses or whatever the case may be. But oh, he yeah, might but he pe- might be your people are gonna love their, people love Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman's the hottest yeah. guy in the company. Yep, true, and he's true, essentially. True. I mean, he's not that old. He's got a pretty bright future. Oh yeah, I th- I think they're gonna put the belt on him. I really do. Vince likes big guys too. I, I think that I think that Braun Strowman is going to pin Samoa Joe. At SummerSlam. This is my early prediction, everybody. It's four or five weeks away. Hot take. I think that Braun Strowman is going to pin Samoa Joe and that Braun Strowman's going to take the Universal Universal Championship. I'll tell you one thing. The only thing that really kind of annoys me about this, I was all for this a few weeks ago when we were talking about it. I was touting it as a dream match. I don't like that they're going to do a triple threat next 
Yeah, I agree with that too. Don't I agree. don't even just don't even have. I mean, I want to see if those you're gonna spots. do it. Do it the week. The, do it the go home show. Don't do it. You know, three weeks beforehand. Yeah. Let it let it marinate. Yeah, let don't it marinate. See, don't do it at all. It's yeah, just, I wouldn't do it at all. I think I think the reason they're doing it, and I'm glad we're being recorded, is because Lester's going to come out and destroy all three of them, and then they're going to let it marinate for the next four weeks before we get to. That'd be cool. I think that's what's going to happen. Why put all three of them in a ring unless you're going to have Lesnar just come out and F5 all three of them? I wouldn't have a problem with that. That would make sense. Uh, early prediction. Uh, I said it at your house. I'm, I'm sticking with Samoa Joe until I see something. I know, different. but the microphones weren't here. I want you to say it on record. <laughs> on record, early prediction, Samoa Joe. All right, early prediction, two beer. Um, I really think that they're going to put it on Strowman. I agree with uh, Bill because he's just... Crazy over with the fans. Vince like big likes big guys. Uh, he has the potential to to carry it, and I just think it'd be a good move. It'd be a good booking move. Overall, I think it'd be good for the company. He'd sell some fucking merch. He's probably oh yeah. And uh, as David Patterson, friend of the show, put on our Friends of BFR page on Facebook, you can find us on Facebook. Friends of BFR also banned from ringside, as he pointed out. The best line of the week was when <laughs> Ron Strowman says, I don't care if I'm facing Samoa Joe. I don't care if I'm facing Roman Reigns. I don't care if it's a fatal four-way. All I care about is piling bodies. I feel like every Boom, Braun Strowman promo is like an 80s villain. Well, it is. It's It's the bad, cheesy one-liners that Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of my favorite 80s action film stars because all the one-liners are bad and cheesy and they're freaking fucking funny and I laugh my ass off every time. Predator is one of my favorite movies. Commando, one of my favorite movies. Commando, get to the chopper. Come on. You can't ask for more than that from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Commando's one of your favorite movies? For the 80s, yeah. I prefer Suburban Commando. Okay, again. Hulk Hogan. Hogan. No, I don't think he was Hollywood at this point. Not, Not quite. Let's move on to our three count. All right, I'm going to call an audible here. Uh, we did say that our third count in our pre-show hour-long meeting, we did say that our third count was going to be Y2J's return. But we already kind of talked about that. And what I'd rather talk about is SmackDown's main event picture, which is where Cena came out and confronted Ginger Mahal. And said that I'm going to face you at SummerSlam. Now I'm sitting there on my couch saying, how the fuck does he get to make that match? He's John Cena. You're Daniel Bryan. And then Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan's music played and said that we're going to have a John Cena versus Nakamura match next week on SmackDown. So we're going to have Cena versus Nakamura, which is a, you know, in a lot of people's eyes, that's a, that's a match to look forward to. That's a WrestleMania or at least a pay-per-view main event that they're giving away free on SmackDown. They need to. So, do you have thoughts on what's going to go down next week to see who faces Jinder Mahal at SummerSlam? So, since we've already kind of mentioned previously in the previous weeks about how we're working up to like the Cena and Jinder Mahal kind of program, I said probably like six weeks back when we were debating like what to do with Nakamura, I remember just shooting out there like, just throw him in there with Jinder. JCB's like, nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> but I was like, I kind of do. <laughs> but we have the potential for that, and I think it would be a cool swerve. It would be something different than your all-American versus your, um, you know, non-white, you know, non-American uh, typical, you know, kind of program. And I like that they're giving away this match for free. I liked the triple threat match. That shit 
was fire. The Jericho, AJ, KO. I mean, outside of it was them dope. bouncing the title around, it was a really great match. Yeah, yeah. match itself was really good. Yeah. So it, it could be a cool swerve. It could get Nakamura um, the push that, you know, he really needs to start, you know, being the kind of guy that he we all know that he is. So there's no way that Cena wins clean, right? Well, I, I guess I shouldn't say yeah, there's no. Yeah, way I was going to say you, you, Cena wins clean. I think this is more. It's two parts. Obviously, part number one is to get Cena and Jinder Mahal established as the SummerSlam title picture main event. The second thing is more so for Nakamura because the, the match at Battleground was good. The match he had at SmackDown was the best match he's had on the main roster since he's been called up. You need somebody that's going to... I can't believe I'm getting ready to say this shit. You're going to need somebody that can work with Nakamura and his strengths. John Cena can do that. That's why I think they're going to make... It's going to be win-win for both guys. Oh, John no Cena was going to win, obviously, and he'll go to the uh, the main event. Nakamura is going to win because now you're going to be able to see him be as stiff as he wants to be. We can make this a 20, maybe a 25-minute match. Did and you say ha- Nakamura's going to win? No. Okay. No. Sorry. But he, he'll win in the sense that people that are on Twitter, they're like, you know, well, I don't see what the big deal about Nakamura is, you know, outside of what he's done on, you know, and uh, NXT in New Japan, you know, I don't see what the big deal is. This is going to be the chance to see what the big deal is, okay? I get it. His main event run at this point has been fairly lackluster. This is the chance to now put him over into a major light where he's not new uh, main event level, but he's on the U.S. title level. And if you're going to put AJ and Nakamura at that point, this is the way to yeah, get there. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, fighting Cena for a shot at the title shot at uh, at SummerSlam is a big deal. This is this is a fundamental problem that you have, JCB. Oh, shit. Because I told you before, and you said Rusev's not a big deal, but Rusev fighting Cena on Cena's first match back makes, makes Rusev a big deal. Who won that match again? Doesn't matter. Was he on SmackDown on Tuesday? No. Okay. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it kind of does. No. Because if you're going to sit here and say he's that guy. But fighting Cena makes you a big deal. Cena is there to make guys seem like a big deal. Cena's not out there fighting Heath Slater. He's not fight, He's not out there fighting Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, he's out there fighting Rusev as a warm-up match to fight Nakamura when he beats Nakamura. But, to that's, with- but that's not Rusev's fault. That's not. I, I don't know what this is. I'm making an I L no with idea. my. Yeah, I, I was gonna say what? <laughs> I'm a loser now. Look, I'm sorry. I just Rusev has all the potential in the world. He's got talent. They book him like shit. So naturally, when I see Rusev, we're not talking about Rusev. I think he's not shit. We're talking about Nakamura. Okay, but Nakamura fighting Cena for a chance to have a title shot at SummerSlam. It makes puts. Just the just by virtue of the fact that he's in the match with Cena makes him a big deal. For the casual fan that doesn't know Nakamura and has not gone back and looked at his past matches, mm-hmm. then yeah, it's a big deal. For me, it's not that big of a deal. I've seen enough in NXT. I've seen bits and pieces in New Japan. That's all I really need to know. We all the know I that t- they're not interested in what we think, though. No. We, we, as in like the three of us in this room. I think Vince is listening right now. Shut up. Are you serious? 
I think he is. Vince, you fucked up on Sunday night, you Whoa, bastard. Oh, Vince, Bill and Zach don't think JCB that. JCB said Bill and Zach it. don't I, think that. Bill and Zach respect the hell out of you. And yeah. really, I respect the hell out of you. Yeah. I just go keep it clean. You fucked up on Sunday night. <laughs> this just gives Vince one more excuse to push the white guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that, that'll, be, that'll be it for our three count. <laughs> All right, everybody. Like, just for a second, I'd like to talk about this delicious taco oh, place. God, I'm gonna St. get it Lewis. tomorrow. I was, I was going to get it before. I was actually, I should have went there before I came to your house. I was thinking Wait, you should have went where Soul Taco Baby. Soul Taco Baby. Anytime you guys want delicious, fast, casual food in St. Louis, Soul Taco is the place to go. With locations in St. Louis, Missouri, on the U City Loop, close to Blueberry Hill. With a location in Columbia, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, and also food trucks that travel all around in the metro area of St. Louis, Missouri. Soul mm. Taco is a place to go, guys. Yeah, man. They got that bulgogi steak. They Talk got that me. spicy pork. They mm-hmm. got that chicken. They got burritos. They got tacos. They got nachos. Well, your boy likes they got chicken. everything you guys want. So... Uh, next time you guys are out and about, you're looking for some fast, casual food, Soul Taco's the place to go. They're a sponsor. They're a loyal sponsor of Band from Ringside Podcast. Tell them we sent you. Tell them we sent you. This is Band from Ringside. All right, guys. So uh, like, like now's the time to catch some odds and ends. We got about uh, 15 minutes left to go. Um, I would say that the Finn Baylor-Elias Sampson match on Raw was actually pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, put both guys over. Uh, Elias Sampson is going to hopefully get some sort of a push uh, to get him at least as a mid-card heel. This reestablishes Finn Balor a little bit, moved us to the Bray Wyatt uh, feud that's going to obviously happen at SummerSlam and maybe the return of the Demon. Yeah, Sampson has a great look. He's good in the ring. He gets nuclear heat seemingly without even really trying. Yeah. His... I mean, I know he's putting forth effort into his character. I don't want to downplay that, but it seems so natural. Yeah. It seems so effortless. Yeah. And uh, last week, their match this week was good. Last week, whenever he smashed him with the guitar, I didn't get a chance to say it, but one of my favorite parts of Raw that day, if you go back and, and watch it, there's a guy in the front row, as soon as he smashes him, like, you fucking hard weighed him, you son of a bitch. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, you start making me like, shit, my when we at your Guys, house, I broke a rib. When we at your house when we were watching that? Yeah, he's like, way to go, you hard weighed him. It was great. <laughs> that is great. Uh, they gave him like 25 minutes last week. Yeah, I was going to say two segments. I mean, like I said, it it so, starts to show their commitment to Elias Sampson, and then obviously we're reestablishing Finn Balor to get back into the, the main event scene after... I will assume that Brock Lesnar will lose on Sunday. When so, so, Sunday. so guys like me that were bitching about Finn Balor not being on the last uh, Raw pay-per-view, uh, Great Balls of Fire, like it kind of doesn't matter if they're ha- if they're giving them twenty five minutes on a Raw because there's more eyes on a Raw than there are on a pay-per-view. Yeah. Only re- only thing I will say to that is that's rare when you get a, a twenty five minute match on Raw, which would be my almost my personal preference. There's certain angles that need to go through one segment, two segments, or whatever the case may be. Then there's other angles that need to just be more on a squash level. You know, Nia Jax destroying Emma. This was one of those where, you know... What do you think about Nia Jax destroying Emma? 
this I is mean, what well, this Emma, is what happens when you talk smack on on social well, media against Vince. What do you think? Guess what? What do you think more about Emma basically offering sexual services in order for a <laughs> chance for a title match? She's like, hey, hey I'll, I'll fuck your son if you give me a title match. I was like, oh, when she Uh-oh. said that, that seemed like more of a threat to me. <laughs> <laughs> you can threaten me with that good time anytime she you does, want to. She does kind of look like a, a sexy future cop from a porno. That, okay, yeah, just yeah, with the blue stuff. lipstick. Yeah, don't see up, blue girl. lipstick a whole lot. I'll say Emma's bad. No, it, it, it. Just, I don't know what they're doing with Nia Jax because, like, weeks ago, everybody's you know blowing my Twitter up. Oh, what are you gonna say when Nia Jax is gonna be you know wrestling Alexa Bliss? Well, okay, let's see what happens. Now, weeks later, nobody's talking to Smack. Everybody's gone, and now we've got Bailey and uh, Alexa Bliss fighting for the title. Okay, so why did Bailey get the? the were you surprised when Bailey won? Because I was shocked. I thought no, she was on the way down. Now they're pushing then, her back okay, up. Okay, but that's what I said. They broke her down to now build her back up. Nah, now, I think it's going to end up being okay. a tri- triple threat. It, some <laughs> Lots of time to go. It shouldn't be a triple threat. You have a fatal four-way at the top of this card. Don't look. Jess, they're play my, smart. You don't have to have this as a triple threat. Nia can sit off on the outside. Sasha Banks can sit on the outside. Hell, you can have them at ringside. You can have all four down there if you really want to, but just the, leave it as a single. I match. think we're also going to get a Tazawa, Neville, uh, Arya Davari triple threat match. Also at WrestleMania or at SummerSlam. Bill's, Bill's, Bill's really into threesomes. Okay. <laughs> Have you been looking at my Pornhub history? Yeah, right. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Though. Really, all it says is understanding. <laughs> not my joke. That's not my joke. That's Jackie Steez and at Jackie Steez and on Twitter, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Big Red? No. Can't we just... What happened to original thought? You don't need to have triple threats. You got one at the top of the card. You don't need to. You definitely don't need a third. I, th- I think Davari is just kind of in this mix with um, Tozawa and Neville just as, you know, s- something to extend their own rivalry, their own feud. You, we haven't even talked about Cedric Alexander, who just had a uh, a monster match with Rich Juan and uh, Tony Nese and TJP on a 205 Live main event. Cedric Alexander, to me, should be in this picture way before Davari should even be in a thought process in it. Sure, yeah. he's been toying around, you know, I mean, he's former Cruiserweight champion, so he's been toying around that main event scene for a minute in 205 Live, and he's a great performer. So JCB has been saying for a long time, if you guys don't watch 205 Live, if you can make it to the main event, the main event's usually pretty good. Hell, just today, go straight to the main event. Today, I was uh, I was pretty bored at work, so I set up my iPad in front of me. I hope my boss ain't listening. <laughs> and I set up my iPad in front of me, and I, I watched NXT and... 205 Live, and the 205 Live main event, like you said, Tony Nese and TJP versus Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan was the best match of WWE programming this week. Oh. What would even be close? I mean, the, the triple threat match between Styles, Owens, no. I mean, I guess I've seen it before. I mean, okay, that match was... Pr- no, fuck it. No, I'm sticking with it. No, yeah, that match was crazy <laughs> good, man. That 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 and, and this is coming match. from a guy that d- d- openly said he's had to watch two hundred five live. Now all of a sudden they've had the best match. Motherfucker, the- <laughs> I watch it every other week, man. I watch it with no sound on, but I watch it every fucking week, every other week. I'm excited to catch up on it. I have a lot to catch up on uh, because of the power outages this week. I do want to real quick go back to uh, the women's scene. 
with Bailey and Sasha. They teased that Sasha heel turn mm-hmm. and in that promo. Uh, what do you guys think? I'm just throwing this out there. I don't think that it's necessarily something that will happen, but I was uh, bantering around with a, a buddy at the bar that I talk wrestling with every week. And uh, what do you guys think about a double turn of uh, Alexa Bliss and Bailey? Uh, I don't think Alexa Bliss could survive as a face. Do you? And I don't think Bailey could survive as a heel. I mean, it. it That's the. That was you know the whole catalyst to the thing. Bailey doing a heel turn is, I mean, not quite on the level of Hogan because Hogan was established for so long. No, no, okay, we can't even put Hogan and Bailey in the same sense. You're right; it wouldn't quite be on the level. But yeah, it's nowhere close. You guys can't imagine her as a heel. Is what I'm getting at. Nobody could imagine Hogan as a heel either. That's yeah. my point. Yeah, but I mean. Hogan has had a legacy up to that point where, you know, it's it's a decade of, of dominance in, in whatever form or fashion. Bailey is, is just now coming back to the point where she's relevant again. The last time that I checked, she was getting dismissed by Alexa Bliss and that uh, Kendall stick on a pole match, and she hadn't been right since up until, like, the last couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, but I could see Bailey as a heel more than I could see Alexa as a face just because if Bailey like... Because she's pouring it on so much as being, oh, I'm just a fan. This is all I ever wanted to do. Like, if she just turned it up just a little bit and, like, overdid it just a little bit more. I hear you, Jason Jordan. It would be so annoying. I hear you, Jason Jordan. Oh, Jason Jason Jordan's going to be a heel within the next three months. I hope it doesn't take, well, it should take that long. I hope they drag it out even longer. uh, It's the three eyes. Integrity. Intensity. Illegitimate children. <laughs> Cold blooded. Uh, what you guys think about the revival versus the Good Brothers? And the Good Brothers basically had a face turn this week. So glad to see both of those teams, and so glad to see them against each other. I love JCB shirt. Uh, the revival is my Thanks, favorite sir. tag team in wrestling. Uh, I'm I'm not going to jump on the the face turn for the the club just yet i think in this case because there's a lot of people that don't like the revival for this scenario they played the face as soon as the hardys came out to be there right back to the heel so it, vince is playing the gray area versus the gray area in this case and and he has no chance he has no real recourse at this point he's basically set this up to where he's broken up all the other tag teams whatever the case may be and now this is where you have what you got. So you're going to have to work with it. Apparently, uh, there's no end in sight for the Broken Hardy gimmick. Uh, GFW is basically putting their feet into the sand, and they're not going to even work with WWE at this point anymore. True or false, we're getting a Rollins-Ambrose versus Sheamus and Cesaro match for the tag team belts at SummerSlam. Two beer. Well, I hadn't considered it, but... They were watching. They showed Shane oh, Zara yeah. watching the mat, the main event the other night. That was Miztourage versus Rollins and Ambrose. And you cannot downplay those little things. I remember when we were doing our predictions for Battleground. Mm-hmm. I picked Natalia as number two because I'm like, oh, she was out on commentary. Right. That's the major reason I picked her as number right. two. Going back, I'm like, well, I should have just picked her as one. I think that's a really good insight. Um, I mean, that that would be cool. Even Rollins, even though uh, Ambrose left him hanging on the the shield bump. Yeah, uh, still time. True or false? True. True or false? True. I'm going to say false. That was a, I was just setting you guys up. No, I think good. it's true also. Nah, no, I think it's true also. I think we're going to get... too much sense. 
or or we're gonna get like some sort of tag team turmoil or oh, fatal God, four come away. on! Just, just <laughs> enough with this. How about a Texas tornado no, match? They're not, they're not gonna do it, guys. <laughs> the debut of the Young no, Bucks. Just, uh, one more thing. <laughs> one more. One more thing before. Oh, did you say Young Bucks? Yeah, it's not gonna happen. I like that a lot. Uh, one more thing before we get to the this week in history is. Like, what's Mike Kanellis' point here in WWE if he's just going to job out to Sami Zayn his first month? Have they already lost faith in him? Do they already not like him? Is Mike Kanellis just done? No, I think he's just a classic heel. His ring gear gets enough heat. He's lost twice, though, and he took the pin on SmackDown, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't read too much into that. Uh, I mean, he's over as a heel. People fucking hate him. People hate the the music. They hate him with Maria. Um, I'm not one to read, like, a ton into the wins and losses. Like, as long as he's getting reactions, that's cool. People like to see Sami Zayn win. People would like to see him lose. Maybe they're just giving us what, you know, people want to see. See, I got to totally disagree with that. Just, you, you brought him back for a reason. So, right. I mean... He shouldn't lose to matches like this. You need him to get that push. Once again, I'm old enough to remember Mike Bennett back in the day in ROH. He was good then. Now, all of a sudden, you made an effort to bring him back, and then this is how you do him off the jump? They have a problem building stars, ultimately. I think the, I think there's some backstage shit going on. I, think I heard somebody, that Vince that was somebody, pretty much over somebody it already. Does, somebody doesn't like Mike or somebody doesn't like Maria or something. I didn't read anything about it. I read, I just I, think I it's read weird. that Vince I think was already over it. I thought it was weird because taking the pin means something. Like They usually put the last guy in there to take the pin. And Mike taking the pin, That's Mike Canell is taking the pin. That's not good. Um, you know, guys, you can find us on Facebook at Band from Ringside. You can find us at Friends of BFR. On Twitter, we are... At BFRJCB, at BFR Zach with an H, at BFR Bill, at BFR Pod. Um, I asked on Facebook uh, today, considering the terribleness of the WWE Battleground pay per view, what's the worst, most disappointing pay per view that you can remember? We got a few answers. A uh, friend of the show, Ray Sanders, says WWE CW December to dismember because obviously, LOL, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I don't even remember that. That sounds horrible. Uh, friend Bert Bollinger says, Hell in the Cell 2014 had such high hopes for Rollins Ambrose, and it was super boring, and I remember that match. He's exactly mm-hmm. right. That match yeah. was terrible because Ambrose got scared by a Wyatt Ghost right. Lantern. What's the worst pay-per-view result that you remember, JCB? I was thinking about this today. We drove to Kansas City. For, I believe it was for No Mercy. Main event was Triple H and Hulk Hogan. And this was right when Hulk Hogan was making his second real run with uh, WWF. I think it was WWF at the time. And Triple H was on his the top of his game. And the next thing you know, I look up and he had lost the match. And the match ends. And I'm like, you know, I'm pissed. I'm stunned that he loses the match. So he gets back into the ring afterwards. You know, Hulk Hogan's posing, all that other bullshit. And next thing you know, he walks back in the ring. He shakes his hand. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Two Beer Zach, least favorite pay-per-view. I've had a lot. Especially now that I'm rewatching, uh, you know, Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars. Uh, I, I just watched Great American Bash 1998, and it was a big piece of shit. But even as a kid, I didn't necessarily mind too much. But even as a child, Starcade 1997, uh, that was the death knell of WCW. Even though it didn't come for was that many Sting years. and Rick? F- oh yeah, it was, it was yeah. Sting and it was Sting and Hogan. And, I mean, they built this Sting and Hogan match for a year and a half. Longest build I've ever seen to a match in my entire fucking life. And Hogan refuses to job out clean. 
I mean, it should have been a couple Stinger splashes, uh, Scorpion Deathlock, and we go home with Sting the Champion instead. We have this fast count bullshit, and it was a it was a big piece of shit. Even as even as a child, I hated it. I thought about this long and hard today, and I had a hard time uh, thinking of anything that disappointed me more than when uh, Owens got squashed by Goldberg last year, right before WrestleMania. Yeah, I thought um, you were going to say Owen Hart died. Uh, no, I was cool with that. You know, <laughs> uh, it's all part of the script. This is banned from ringside. Guys, thanks for reaching out to us on social media. A couple quick uh, history things. I'm going to do this as fast as I can because Rich, our new favorite engineer, because Sam couldn't show up this week. You He's know going what? to the ball game. Yeah, he went to the ball game, and he went 7-0 and last week in predictions. You know what, Sam? Just stay away. We'll take Rich every week from now on. <laughs> uh, first, uh, first of all, happy birthday, HBD, HBK. Shawn Michaels turned 52 this year. Uh, two years Jesus. ago, WWE fired Hulk Hogan for saying the N-word. Um I want to say it so bad. Go ahead. I don't know what you're going to say. You know what I'm going to say. Uh, Punk returned six years ago after being gone for just two years, but that was the, it was six years ago where Cult of Personality was the first thing. Nice. Uh, Two years ago was Battleground STL. I believe I was with there. I was there with JCB. I think so. Mm, I don't think so. Jason was wearing the shirt the other day. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, oh, I was there with Tender Mahal. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, there with Tender Mahal. Yeah, we yeah, saw each other when yeah, we didn't go together. When Taker came back. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Tender Mahal. No, oh, he's still alive. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> what? <laughs> um, one of my favorite history moments of this week was Lance Storm defeated Albert for the Intercontinental Championship Jesus 16 Christ. years ago. <laughs> if the I prestigious can, Intercontinental if, Championship. If I can be serious for a moment, I love Lance Storm. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, this week... Um, one Raw 1000, which I was also there for. Uh, that was the punk heel turn. The Rock was there. Cena didn't uh, cash in the money in the bank. But the biggest news out of that one was Brodus Clay defeated ja- defeated Jack Swagger. <laughs> Two of my dudes. I made a, I, I made still like waiting a, for Brodus Clay to be champion. <laughs> I made like a five hundred dollar bet. I think we have we talked about this. Yeah, we mentioned it. Yeah, I made a lo- I made a very large bet with uh, JCB about five years ago that. Within five years, Bros. Clay would be holding uh, the WWE Championship. So there's still time, although that might have been seven years ago. There's still, so you think there's still a chance. (laughs) So with that, uh, with that, uh, well, thank you for listening to Band from Ringside Podcast. I am Bill, Betty Crocker, Side Piece, Veggie. We got Two Beers, Zach. We got JCB. We got Rich, Rich the Engineer, our new favorite engineer. He's the man over He's there. The We'd like to thank Free Play Media. We'd like plan. to thank Shock City Studios. We'd like to thank Chris Denman. Uh, we'll see you out there, guys. Oh, and coming up on August 20th, 20th. don't forget, uh, we have the Glory Pro Wrestling uh, event out in Alton, Illinois. So we'll see you there. More details when we figure it out. Yeah, follow us on social media. And hey, everybody, don't be heels.